Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yeah. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete. Um, gym owner and all around nice guy um, yeah and there's there's so much good information and good content there that and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah. can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing so yeah this is a great format you can do it on the go put it in your car listen to it it's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Well, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, Andy here and Dave in uh, another episode. Another episode, Matt Malarkey. <laughs> We've done too many of those um, in Tuesday Tune In, so it's another chance for... Uh, basically a little Q&A and today um, is a little bit different we've, we've done about um, you know different things like last week we talked about sort of battle of the treks which basically looked at all the treks and the differences between them um, it's quite insightful actually we had some really good comments about it so if, you, if you're keen to see like the different challenges that we do you know like Everest Kilimanjaro Machu Picchu Tupacal you know even if you want to tackle a 6,000 meter peak definitely go back to last Tuesday have a yeah. look at the live. Um, yeah, it was good last week, Dave, wasn't it? Yeah, honestly, I think it was the um, it was the best bit of information that anyone has ever put out ever. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just gutted that I was going to say on the live that yeah. about injecting bleach to kill coronavirus. Wow, uh, yeah, Donald be, uh... Trump got there before me, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it was good. Yeah, no, it was really good. I love talking about the treks anyway, and I think it does answer a lot of questions for a lot of people, you know, and um, yeah, it's one of the things I think it's easy to overlook, you know, is because we're not often part of the process of people making up their minds about which trip to go on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that bit tends to happen before they even get to us. So it's, it's good to be able to help, you know. Yeah, any any of the trips that we do yeah they are some of them are very different i mean we talked about kilimanjaro and uh ever space camps chalk and cheese really isn't it they're very different yeah. sort of sort of yeah. experiences exactly. um you know when we when we look at that so yeah i mean so today we, we want to focus more on, on one trip i mean you know we'll take on all the questions um because we've had quite a few we had a, a couple of emails this morning around um some around kilimanjaro so you know like always we'll do some q a uh, we do some question and answers around all different um, trips that we do yeah uh, or especially we've had some questions as well and lots of things have cropped up over the last week or so as you can imagine with regards to delays rescheduling things like that um you know and people who are coming to us from um, other companies and saying oh look you know our trip's been cancelled and there's there's nothing else yeah. happening 
So I just want to let you know how 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 we are doing it. Um, you know, we, we we obviously want to be as as flexible as we can. But hey, Tina, how are you doing? Hey, Tina. Thanks for joining us. Um, I know you are. Uh, we I think we've been engaging on a, a separate. Um, I can't remember what it is now. I think it was on a, a question you had before, but yeah, thanks for for joining us uh, today, Tina. So yeah, Matthew Pichu then, Dave. Um, we may as well go straight into it. I think. I yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think it's really exciting for us as well because. We always try and do, I mean, obviously Everest Base Camp and the Himalaya was our sort of flagship. So we yeah. really developed a trip there that we fine-tuned fine over the years to sort of become an Evertracker experience. Yeah. I'm really happy now that we've managed to sort of like use that template in other countries, <laughs> different continents. And Machu Picchu is one of the big ones, you know. Um, yeah. We have an amazing team out there now. Um they can do they can do literally anything, any South American adventure. But obviously, what well, yeah. the key is Machu Picchu. That's the jewel in the crown. Yeah. Um, but of course, we have to try and do things a little bit differently, you know. So we actually, and are we the only company now that does this trip? Yeah. In the yeah I mean, when we when we I mean, not Machu Picchu, but our route, which is the oh, yeah. the Tomakea route. As far as we know, yeah. Um, I mean, when we sort of creating this trip with our with our, with our team in in Peru, we were looking at. Um, you know, there's obviously a few different ways. You've got the, the normal Inca Trail, which is, is, is quite easy or relatively easy. Obviously, anything in altitude is a challenge. But, um, you know, in in relation to the other routes, so you've got um, the Inca Trail, then you've got the Salcante route, then you've got the Lares Trek. Yeah. They're the three popular ones. But the sort of the general consensus we got when, when, when creating this trip was that some of the other routes were a little bit busy um, or getting busy because there's no restrictions, um, on, especially on the Salcante route. Which was getting very popular, is that um, there was no restrictions on permits. Yeah. So, you know, we, we could have gone that route, and you know, the the Tomakea route actually is is the, basically the, the valley over. So it's it it you pretty much skirt in the Salcante anyway, but you're not going along that route. So yeah. it, it's next to it, and that's why we thought about doing this different route because all the infrastructure there, um, you know, like anything, you're going through villages and you you are camping. Um, you know, very similar to what we do on every space camp, but probably a little bit more rural. Yeah. Um, um, the Kumbu region. Um, so that was the main, uh, you know, that was the main reason really we went for that route. And, you know, it's been very, very popular. Um, I don't know if you saw a little post and live we did over in the, um, the Facebook group, the high altitude ever trackers Facebook group. If you're not in there, by the way, um, definitely get on and into that group. Cause we, you know, that's where most of our community stuff happens. Like we did a quiz last night. Yeah, uh, which was quite cool actually. Um, the tech went well, did it, Dave? Yeah, seamless, mate. Seamless. Absolutely <laughs> seamless. To be honest with you, you can't be a good pen and paper. You know, been, <laughs> it's been around it. since the dawn of time, and it's still around now. You know, we're different yeah. tech that come and go. So, uh, well, hey, yeah, clearly that last night. Yeah, exactly. But no, um, yeah, I'm really excited to get out there. To be honest, and do do this Tomakea route. Um, yeah. Because I, I I do think it is something different. I think it's something exciting. I think yeah. that it's you know, yeah, it's something that I don't think if it, when you go there you're going to be part of like a, a like a, a small percentage of people that do it every year, and that yeah. just adds to the feeling of the adventure, you know, which is why we called it the Hidden Valley. Um, yeah. It took us ages to find, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we've made it easy for you. <laughs> Very good, very good. No, it is. Um, no, it, I mean, obviously, we, we we label most of our trips in the Hidden Valley because it's it's one that's rarely visited. Yeah. Um, you know, so definitely, it's. Uh, I think one of the reasons why it's been so popular 
And it's been our Evertrekker favourite. Of all the trips we've been talking about in April, um, it's it's the one that most people have booked on. And we haven't really yeah. chatted about it. So I, I, I suppose that just yeah. proves what this kind of trip can do. But, you know, we've, um, I mean, just before we do go into it, I know people are watching, um, potentially looking to book on with, with Evertrek. Um, I'd say there's a few more days now to take advantage of the £10 deposit. So, you know, it, that's, it's kind of an all April thing. So uh, we've had a lot of people who are kind of booking for next year and 2022 because of the, um, you know, the challenges at the moment with COVID-19 and all the delays, restrictions, etc. So we've kind of given people an opportunity really to take advantage of the £10. Um, you know, just deposit, book yourself in for a future trip. So if you're thinking of going on a trip like Machu Picchu, Kilimanjaro, Everest Base Camp, um, you know, we'd, uh, we'd definitely uh, love to love to have you with us. Um, but yeah, Tina, Joe, uh, welcome. Oh, Tina, fancy a call. Um, yeah, so with regards to, um, you mentioned there, just something about Rainbow Mountain. Now, it's, um, it's quite a short bit, actually. So Rainbow Mountain isn't too far away um, from Cusco. But we've got a little little thing at the moment because it's not part of the trips that we do. It's more of an add-on. Um, you know, so regarding add-ons around Machu Picchu, you've got Rainbow Mountain, uh, which is pretty much a drive, a short trek, and then, you, you know, you're there. It's quite a new thing to see. It's a beautiful place. Um, or you've got the the Amazon Rainforest. That's, again, uh, you know, you're talking within a day there. Yeah. Um, you actually go and, you know, stay uh, for a few days in the Amazon. These are kind of add-ons that we're doing. Yeah. But at the moment... We announced it uh, probably, I think it was actually last week, that anyone else who books on to Machu Picchu in April, um, uh, potentially we're going to do a little prize draw. So on the 1st of May, uh, you can get a free trip to Rainbow Mountain, yeah. um, you know, free day trip on there. So, you know, if you're booking on Machu Picchu, you're obviously going to be out there anyway, yeah. and then you get Rainbow Mountain for free. So yeah. that's all the people who have uh, booked in already and anyone else who books in over the next few days. Um and yeah, Tina, so if you want to get yourself out there to Rainbow Mountain, um, as I said, it is an add-on. So if you join us on a trip, you can do it. Or yeah. if you want it free, Tina, um, you know, a chance to, to win that, um, you know, get yourself booked in before the end of the month. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, more than happy for one of the guys to give you a call. It's great. Anyway, um, it's super quick to do as well, isn't it? It's like you can drive there. You'll already be acclimatized if you do it at the end of the trip. So yeah, um, it is fascinating, isn't it, when you look at Rainbow Mountain? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. I'm sure there's. Um, uh, I'm not a geologist, but I'm sure there's some reason why it's that colour or how it's formed. Oh, Lauren will know. Lauren will know. <laughs> yeah, Lauren. Uh, put in the Lauren why, why? Why is it like a rainbow mountain um, without Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one question, Brian, Tina. Brian's did, on it. Oh, Brian. Yeah, we saw you join the quiz, and then you disappeared. We were worried about you, mate. But um, yeah, good to see you here. What's yeah, Tina asked? Uh, one question is about paying a lump sum deposit to reduce monthly payments. Can we do this? So the deposits are sort of set by the website, but what you can do is book and then just immediately give us a call, you know, and we can do that for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the deposit. Yeah, like like Dave said, the the deposits are really to reserve your space, but you know, you can you can pay as much as you want. I mean, some people like have booked with us and paid the full whack up front. Yeah, uh, or the trip. You know, some people just like to do that. Um, it depends on what works for you, Tina. We're quite flexible. Yeah, we do have monthly payment options as well. So if you do join us and say your trip's like eighteen months, you know, ahead, um, you can pay a deposit and pay it monthly. So you know, we're quite, um, you know, oh, Lauren, Lauren's got a, an answer here. Rainbow coloration. I think she does. Have you? She just. 
Definitely not from Google. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. To be honest, I've heard Lauren talk about weathering and mineralogy so often. You cannot shut her up about <laughs> weathering and mineralogy. So I knew she'd do it. <laughs> um, right, here we go. So we got some questions then. So we did have one. Okay, so John from Brecon asks, how long does the trip take? Yeah. Um, the Well, the, the trip itself is 12 days. Yeah. Um, and that's from the day you arrive to the day you leave and then the trek is in the middle <laughs> so um yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot shorter than things like ebc um so you know if you're booking two weeks off work or something like that it's really easy to do with a couple of days at the end at home just to recover from the trip as well so yeah. um yeah 12 days in total um for there but you know you can make it as long as you want you know if you want to go yeah. to the amazon you want to do rainbow mountain um you want to do a quick uh aconcagua climb whatever you want to do a <laughs> quick <Aconcagua. laughs> You know, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're in South America. You're in an amazing part of the world. So um, yeah. there are, like Andy said before, add-ons that you can do that can that can extend the trip. Or you might even want just like a couple of days extra to explore like Cusco, stuff like that, you know, so you can have a day or two at the end. Yeah. Um, but 12 days is the, um, the, the, the basic itinerary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, Ian, as well. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, yeah, a couple more questions. So we've got some little look. Uh, yeah, Ian, um, I, I'm going to talk about this anyway. I know we're here to talk about Machu Picchu, but, you know, in terms of, um, you know, because we, we on these Q&As and Tuesday tuning, we talk about all our trips. Ian's asked about um, on, on are we running or are we planning on running uh, Kilimanjaro treks this year? Because um, basically, and I, I, Ian, I, I did see your email earlier about that. Um, I know you were raising money for charity. Good on you. Um, and, you know, there was, uh, I think your trip was cancelled. Um I'm not rescheduled. I hope I'm, I'm, I'm reading that right. Um, so, yeah, with regards to that, we're super flexible. I mean, just to let you know how I think there, there might be people on watching the live now who have already been part of this journey, maybe have already been on a trip with us or have had their trip rescheduled. But basically, like this season for us, especially in Nepal, um, you know, just to start with Nepal, March and, and April and, and May, I mean, we had one or two groups that did go because it was just before they, um, you know, just before it all kicked off. Um, and we gave them options so uh, about rescheduling. So, you know, we certainly don't um, want to leave you sort of, you know, hang you, yeah. hang, hang you out to dry is what I'm trying to say. We, you yeah. know, the other day, if you book a trip with us to Everest, to Kili, to Machu Picchu, anywhere you, you want to go, we're, we're going to get you there. Yeah. Uh, if you still want to go. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of how we do it because you know, we're, we're trackers ourselves. You know, we, we'd hate to be let down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's an important yeah. thing for us. <clears throat> people book trips, people go on trips, you know. Um, they're the two pillars of our of what we do, um, you know, not rescheduling people, not being flexible enough to be able to accommodate change, um, you know, removes one of those cornerstones. So, yeah, it's not great. Um, but, no, yeah, with us, it's totally flexible. Um, we've rearranged everyone, basically, bar two groups, <laughs> you know this yeah. season so managed to go um, out yeah almost everybody else has been re rearranged onto another trip so yeah no fuss no stress there's enough of that going around in the world anyway so yeah. uh yeah um i didn't know if steph has asked an interesting question she's asked uh, do we get many yeah. single travelers on the trips it's one thing we do okay. get we get asked a lot yes yeah. we do um i to be honest if i just pulled it i think 50 50 to be honest for my yeah, head you know and actually i think just from memory, I think the majority of like solo travelers tend to be girls as well. So I think yeah. um, that girls are generally braver than boys. You know, the boys need like the lads to go on a trip, but the girls <laughs> do it on their own. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's usually 50-50. I'm not aware of any trip that we've ever done where it's been one single person and then a group of people that know each other. There's always a good mix of people. Yeah, there's always um, a good And also you've got the group dynamic, but then also once you're on the trail and you're on your way to Machu Picchu, yeah. there'll be other groups as well, you know, um, from other parts of the world. So everyone kind of mixes in and chats and treks at different paces. So um, the trek is very mixed and enjoyable. Um, yeah, so in answer to your question, we do get loads. Yeah, we do. Um, Lauren's uh, our Yeti. She's put a little resource for you there, Steph. So I highly recommend you read that uh, if you're a solo traveler uh, on one of our trips. Is that um, is that one you wrote, Dave? Yeah, I think that's one I wrote. Yeah, yeah. I think your, I did that, like, solo yeah. traveling. Yeah. yeah. Let me know. Let me know, Steph. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, no, yeah. Um, because it's one of those things where um, I wrote about it mainly because you know I think I was one of those people. Not now, but like when I was younger, for instance, it was probably. A little bit too apprehensive to just like i know you're not like this and but i i am you know like i, <laughs> yeah. I tend to overthink over plan um and having someone go with you just felt like a bit of a comfort zone yeah um but i've overcome quite a lot of that and now solo traveling is one of my favorite things to do you know you just jump yeah. on a plane head out to another country and the best advice i can give is just you know relax and roll with the punches you know expect yeah. everything to change <laughs> you know and just go with it the best thing i can say is um there's this book and a movie called yes man where he just says yes to everything for a year <laughs> you know okay. um, maybe not maybe don't say yes to everything you get asked when you're aboard but, um, so yeah, like the, the philosophy is right you know just getting out there enjoying it roll with the punches that type of thing yeah, no, well, well said, mate. Couldn't put it better myself there. So I hope that helps you, Steph. Um, uh, you know, as we said, any if you want to chat about that, um, more than happy to, to put you on a trip. Um, you know, uh, any time of year, but obviously with particular demographic, if you want. Um, but more, you know, like yeah, uh, Brian's just commented. Uh, he's just come back from Everest um, back in March, although he uh, he was stuck out there because of the restrictions. Um, but yeah, Brian was someone who booked on his own. Um, you know, and I think it's part of the. I, I see it because when I, I've done a lot of solo traveling, you know, my early days um, and it is part of growing as a person. Um, you go out on your own. Uh, it can be a little bit scary, but um, once you get out there, you meet, you're never on your own. There's always, no. you know, you make friends in your group, you know, lifelong friends. Um, and that's part of, of going on these trips. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're like Brian as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah brian is uh is one of our like um, i reckon brian probably knows all the stewardesses on the flight now and they're still in touch <laughs> <laughs> no but thanks for that steph i hope that um you answered your question um there's a couple more as well about the the resources on a website so um basically as, as dave's alluded to in the past like in terms of our flagship like we're known for, for taking people out in the himalayas everest um you know that's kind of our as Dave put it last week, that's if we were McDonald's, that would be our Big Mac. Um, sorry, don't Dave. Don't say Big Mac, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm having <laughs> some junk food. I've been eating healthy now for like five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But um, lots of lots of the advice on there because we've opened up these new trips because of the demand, and we you know we wanted to explore other other areas, um, which has been fantastic. Kilimanjaro has been great for us. Um, a lot of the, res the resources we have on the website are quite transferable. So, for instance, just the in terms of gear, uh, we've, we've got quite a lot of resources out there, tick lists, equipment lists. But uh, we obviously, in the past, uh, excuse me, it's, it's been around Everest Base Camp. Um, 
pretty much the same gear um, that yeah. you use. And it's, it's like we say when we say, because people ask us, what equipment do you need to go out to Everest Base Camp? And lots of it is actually the gear you use in the UK. Um, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're into your hiking and you've got a, you know, a rucksack, you've got a, a waterproof jacket, a down jacket. You know, if you're looking for specific um, things, we can certainly help you on that. And we'll going forward, we're going to be releasing, um, you know, some uh, sort of uh, almost uh, downloadable guides for specific trips for the equipment side. But most of it is transferable. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, really it's um, a high altitude trekking kit guide is what it is. But yeah. you know, to make it searchable for you guys, obviously, we have to title it, you know, so Everest Base Camp kit list, Killy kit list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you were going to Machu Picchu or Kili and you wanted to know what boots to wear, although they're different trips, you're doing the exact same thing, you know, so yeah. the kit list does help. Um, yeah. I've actually got my very, very first kit list uh, framed and given to Andy, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dave was, um, well, going back a few years now, wasn't it? You were very first ever. Yeah. Track. Customer zero. Yeah. It's yeah. my fault that it, <laughs> that it all <laughs> happened. Before we started, wasn't it? I wrote down all the advice. Exactly. The yeah. So you know, when you met in Bill's Cafe in Cardiff. That was mad. And I asked for a bit of paper and they just brought me a receipt reel like this long. <laughs> and so I wrote down the yeah, kit yeah. list on there and I had that in my wallet for um, years. Years. Couple it went years. to base camp twice. Um, yeah. and like it just lived in my wallet for about four years and then um yeah lucky enough to then you know come on board be a full-time part of Evertrek and I had this in my wallet so I took it out one day and framed it and then gave it back to Andy and I was like there we go but it's, you know the stuff we, we put on there is transferable isn't it you know yeah. the thing we talk about the equipment and what you need yeah. um you know a lot of it is transferable so I hope that answers I think that was um John from Brecken as well. So happy days. Um, and also, I think, uh, was it Joe? Uh, hello, Joe. Thanks for joining us. I don't know why, but I, I, I think I should put that up. Brilliant bit of advice. If you can see the road ahead, the journey is not worth it. Wow. Strong. I like that, Joe. It's um, it's true. If you're, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it, and there's something you haven't done before. Sometimes you just got to go for it, haven't you? Um, you know, it, it can, yeah, great bit of advice there, Joe. Uh, I love yeah. that. Um, I love advice around roads. There's another one, was it? If you don't know where you're going, any road yeah. will get you there. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked about the conditions out in in Peru, actually, um, about the sort of because I mean, you know, obviously we operate in in, in Tanzania, um, Nepal. Uh, we've opened some trips in Morocco as well, uh, and most of the, the trips that we that we run are in um, you know obviously third world countries. So you know Morocco and and probably Peru being Probably this, I'd say not richer. It's not not much difference, but they are um, you know developing uh, countries. So you know the conditions out there, like roads, um, are probably not what we're used to here. You know, um, in the UK, um, you know they are a little bit bumpy. Um, they are probably a little bit different, um, especially in Nepal. Like we've in the last sort of eighteen months, we've had to do some changes because of restrictions made um, from the Nepalese airlines. So we've had to go to a place called Ramachat, uh, do some flights. Oh yeah. And the roads can be bumpy out there, and that's not for everyone, you know. It's um yeah, it, it can be it's adventure travel at the end of the day. So you've got to be you've got to be prepared to go with that sort of thing and bumpy roads, yeah. things like that. It, it's something you have to be comfortable with. Exactly, um, yeah. I mean that that that's the thing, you know, that what we do is not a holiday. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a package holiday where comfort and sort of 
I don't want to say enjoyment, there's another word, but comfort and sort of, you know, just ease is the main goal. What we're about is sort of challenge and enrichment, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, certainly driving to Ramachap. I mean, me and, me and uh, Andy, was it, went to Pokhara by car? Yeah, that was, um, that was. And we bought coffees. You know, with the coffee, you know. So um I was lucky. I was like, I was like this. Yeah, but you're you're like a seasoned coffee drinker, around so you've got like a sort of a suspension, you know, where I was like <laughs> everywhere. But um you still half of yours, eh? Yeah, exactly. But no, yeah. Um when any you go to Nepal, Machu Picchu, any of these countries, yeah, be prepared to sort of take the rough for the smooth, you know. And um, yeah, for every sort of glorious thing you see in the mountains, there's there's yeah. probably a little bumpy road to get there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And there's a uh, Reese as well, one of our ever trekkers. He just says hi, guys. Not a question. But I thought I'd just put it. Oh, on the hi, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Reese. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I've been, oh, Reese, I've been following you actually on Facebook. Not not a stalky kind of way, um, but you've been posting every day. I think it's an image around your adventures. I, I love that. Just a bit of positivity every day yeah. out there. Um, yeah, I think it's been great actually seeing that because. We're all, you know, I appreciate if there's any uh, frontline workers here, people that are still working, um, fair dues. Um, I know a lot of the British population at the moment are, are kind of either work from home or, you know, isolated at home. Um, and lots of people, you know, kind of want to get out there on trips, adventures. Obviously, we're doing the right thing, um, you know, by, by staying in and flattening the curve seems to be the the, the sort of um, saying at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, seems to be over it. but. With um yeah, Reese, I love what you do there with posting that little bit of positivity every day. So thanks for thanks for doing that, Reese. Um, you've inspired us as well. So thanks, mate. Um, yeah. So we match you, Peach, with them. I suppose we'll 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 talk a bit more about that, Dave. Um, with regards to altitude, because on all of our trips, Everest Base Camp, Killy, yeah, you know, they're, they're they're not easy trips. You know, if they were easy, they you know they would be a holiday. Yeah, they are a challenge. Um. With Machu Picchu, it's a little bit different. It's still high. Yeah. Like, we've got to go over... Um, 4,100, something like that, I think, isn't it? Machu no, it's a bit higher. 4,009. Is it 4,9? Is, yeah. is it? Yeah, 4,9. Top two pass, um, which is is the highest bit that we do um, in Machu Picchu. Now, Machu Picchu isn't there. Machu Picchu is just under 3,000 metres. Yeah. Um, but with regards to um, uh, the highest we go on that trip, it's 4,900 metres. So it's um it can be a challenge and it's the same like with anything you know because we again we get asked this how would you acclimatize to it but this is why we created the itinerary yeah when you arrive in Lima Cusco Cusco is quite high um you know in terms of a city so you want to acclimatize there it's like landing in Namche yeah you know you're, <laughs> you're landing at like three thousand meters you you've got to get used to that it takes a few days so we spend a couple of days uh, in Cusco we do some cycling as well because we've included um, basically this bit of like a mountain bike uh, route. Uh, we thought it was cool to get out and, and explore the area as well. So we do that. Yeah. And then, um, then it's trekking time. So, you know, it's, after a few days, you, you've acclimatized. Yeah. Then it's good to to get out there and, um, you know, and enjoy yourself as well. So Hey, Yessi. Hey, there he is. He's the man himself. Uh, yeah. Yessi's actually one of our um, mega guides over in Tanzania. Over 400 summits and a fantastic singer um but yeah <laughs> really hey how's it going strong mind strong heart i love Legend, that one of my favorite people i'll bring him in i'll bring him in lots of prayers loves and blessings yeah he's a good guy yes 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 i hope you're okay mate um good to hear from you hope you and the family are well and the team i know it's um similar out there mate it's 
obviously lockdown and things aren't really uh, aren't really happening, are they? But um, yeah, I hope you're you're doing well. Um, good to hear from you. Yeah, we're yeah. talking. Been talking about Killy a lot. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Yessie, you might see Yessie in um, in our, our Kilimanjaro, the long way. Um, we did a little. Um, well, Steve, our videographer, he put together an awesome little video. Um, yeah. Which we launched a couple of weeks, so definitely have a little look at that. Yeah. Um, people, yeah. Um, I was just thinking about the altitude. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the altitude. It's, yeah. it's strange when it comes to um, how the questions change because some people they want to they want this they want the extreme and they want the adventure. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when we say things like you know Machu Picchu, you don't really get as high as some of the other trips. I just want to yeah. clarify: four thousand nine hundred meters. If any of you um, and many of you have have ever tried to sleep at Lobouche, <laughs> you know, on the average yeah. base camp trip, that's the height where you're at. So, um, yeah, in terms of the altitude, yeah, the, yeah, you really will feel it at 4,900 meters. You know, it's one of those things where I remember lying in Lobouche and I dropped my phone and I looked down on the floor and I was like, oh, that's where it stays. <laughs> <laughs> it can but, be different. Yeah. I mean, the trail itself as well, I think, um, although it's like well-established and stuff like that as well, so it's, it's relatively yeah. easy trekking. Um, I think what you'll really benefit from is the remoteness of the Tomakea route. You know, it's one yeah. of those things that everyone always says, oh, I absolutely love this trip. I love that trip. Um, a little too many people for my liking. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think adventure travelers tend to, um, we like being part of a group, but we like being part of our own group. <laughs> you know, we don't want too many other groups around us, you know, ruining the picture. So um, Tomakea is one of those things where, I think, yeah, you can get the group experience. You can have an amazing time with people. But then if you also want to have time to trek on your own, reflect and enjoy, um, yeah, it really offers those things. I'm really excited about it because I think we're going to head out there next year around. Is that right? 2021, something like yeah, that? Yeah, so we've got, um, I mean, obviously we've got we've got trips starting um, yeah, pretty much the end of this year, going into next year. Yeah, um, I'll have to double check that. As I know we've got a lot of trips going on at the moment. Um, yeah, obviously... You know, like for us, everything's going ahead from sort of sep September onwards. Um, yeah. Trips, you know, um, you know that's that's where we're currently at, unless any anything changes. Um, you know, so definitely if you're you know if, if you're watching now and you've got trips booked in September, maybe even through to the spring next year. Um, you know, as far as, as far as we're concerned, you know everything should be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, we can never say never, and ultimately we'll work with you to make sure you get on the trip, like I said earlier. Um, but yeah, I'm quite excited. I mean, with Machu Picchu, it's kind of because there was a couple of questions I was just scrolling through there around um, conditions, because obviously in time of year, and it's you know with with Machu Picchu, it's you could go all year round. Um, you know, like we've got some dates. I mean, we've got some in July, the summer, um, also September, but then the spring as well. The spring seems to be really popular, yeah. which is why we've got um, you know a few spring trips um, next year. So yeah, the spring trips going into where are we? So we've got one on the 9th of April. And then one at the end, um, sorry, the, um, uh, sorry, the beginning. We've got two in the beginning of April, because that team that seems to be um, just going from sort of experience and, and listening to our, you know, to our team out there. Because this is new for us. This is kind of a new experience with um, with the route as well as um, you know the country. And yeah, so that seems to be a really good time. You've got April or July, temperature wise. Yeah. Um, it's you're in Peru. You're high up, so you're going to get. You know, you might touch the old zero at yeah. times. But it won't be as cold as, say, the summit of Kilimanjaro yeah. or Everest Space Camp Trek. It's not going to be as cold as that. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit of rain as well to be expected. Yeah. I think, definitely. particularly in the lower altitudes, I think, when you're in there. Um, 
you'll get like rain showers and stuff like that fairly regularly. So um, I've got into the habit now of like any trip that I go on, um, always get the waterproof jacket. That's in the day pack every single day. Um, Yeah. So you probably will need that on the, on the lower altitude trips and stuff like that. But I don't think it's very extreme one way or the other hand, is it? You know, it's very temperate. I think is the word. So um, you're not many miles away from from the Amazon, you know. So I know you're in the Andes. um, You know, you're in the mountainous regions. You're surrounded by, you're surrounded by, um, uh, you know, you've got the Salcante Mountain, which is over six thousand meters. You know, so you'll see it's got permafrost, it's got ice on there. Um, You know, and you're you're in the Andes, so you know part of it can be cold, especially if you've got wind, uh, because you know. So you've got to make sure you've still got, you know, you've still got your your windproof um you know I, I i would take like a, a sort of light down jacket with you just in case um you know especially in the evenings you know when the sun goes down and it's, it's clear skies it can get quite cold yeah exactly. uh, obviously it's very beautiful so you want to be out there watching the stars because you know, it's another light pollution oh hey you know. diane how's it going um diane is now a uh, multi-time ever trekker she um, is but, yeah, um so we mentioned september do we think uh August training trek will still be on at the moment. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, and and he was talking more about this um, the sort of trips abroad yeah. traveling seasons. You yeah. know, like you know, a long haul. Yeah. Uh, Brecon is not so much of a long haul. Well, depending on where you're coming from, it might be. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. Um, at the moment, yeah, the booking is still there. Um, it's still open. We do expect to be able to move around a bit more freely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think by August, fingers crossed, it will be. I can't give you a guaranteed 100% answer because yeah. um, we don't know is the honest, but based on a lot of the information that we're getting and stuff like that, I think we'll get some freedom of movement maybe by the end of May. So, you know, that's three months away from August. So we sh- just based on that sort of information, we think, yeah, August should be fine. I'm looking forward to it. To be honest, it's going to be great. We're trying out um, a new venue, um, in which is right next to the local pub. Nice accommodation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah a really nice yeah. brand new accommodation right next door to the local pub. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the trip will be, you know, I know Brian has been on one as well. Um, yeah, Brian is on the call. Yeah. Been on one. They're great, to be honest. I mean, me and Andy spend a lot of weekends just doing that exact walk anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it's nice to have, like, you know, people with us and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully the training weekend in August, that, that should be fine. But we'll let you know either way. Yeah, Diane. I know Diane's always, um, you know, really engaged. I know you're. On, I'm glad you're enjoying these Q and As because this is what we hear. I mean, ultimately, um, you know, during the lockdown, you know, I like to think that um, people have a little bit more time on their hands. Again, like I said, yeah. if you're a worker and you know you're still in work, um, you know, fair dues to you and and, and well done. Um, but you know, we like to think that these Q and As can can allay some of the the fears you may have or worries around any of the trips. Um, plus, it's it's good for us. Like. For, we want to, um, you know, engage with you guys and, and make sure that you, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Because, um, you know, as we say, I mean, these trips aren't for everyone. They are, they can be hard. They can be challenging. They can be a little bumpy. Um, but, you know, if that's for you and you want a challenge, then that's that's why you come on a trip with us at the end of the day. And yeah. Diane, yeah, Diane is going to, because Diane, you're doing Killy. And then, uh, sorry, I'm sorry if I get in the wrong order, but you're doing, um, obviously, Everest Base Camp, Killy, Mount Tupacal and Machu Picchu with us. Yeah. So, yeah, Diane, we look forward to welcoming you and the rest of the Fazakali family. Uh, can't wait. I think Rob's booked as well. He did, yeah. I think yeah, he booked I Rob as well, yeah. Was that Killy? Yeah, he booked up the Killy, didn't he? But, um, yeah, with um, with the training weekends as well, Diane, it's, um, 
they're, they're always a great, I mean, for us, it gives us an opportunity to spend a bit of time with our other trekkers, uh, you know, before you go off on these journeys around the world. Um, you know, just so you can, uh, we, we can sort of almost advise you on what, on what we know around um, how to deal with altitude, because that's yeah. the big thing with us. You know, our, our, our specialty, our niche, if you like, is, is high altitude trekking. And we want to make that as easy as possible. So when you go out there, you know exactly yeah. what you're getting yourself into. So you know you're drinking enough water, you know that you're not walking too fast, you know that you, you, you kind of listen to your guides, um, you take the right equipment, um, you know, you're eating the right stuff, so you, your nutrition's deal with, you know, so there's a lot of things that you can focus on. Exactly, yeah. And um, that's the thing, you see, because we call it a training weekend because there's not yeah. really another suitable name. We toyed with experience weekend, didn't we? But we think training yeah. weekend is better. But um, yeah, because, you know, what we do in terms of, you know, excluding the mountains that we climb, <laughs> just walking. So you guys don't need us to teach you how to walk. You already know how to do it. What is handy is like all the little tips and stuff. So like yeah. um, usually I'll pack a bag like I'm going on a trip to Kili or Machu Picchu or base camp. Yeah. I'll lug around this huge duffel bag and then I'll plant it in the middle of the room and everyone can just unzip it and go through it, you know, see what I bring, weigh it. Um, because I know a lot of people worry about the 15 kilo limit, but yeah, it's really like, you, you know, you, I've got my base camp um, stuff down to like 11 kilos before. Yeah. You know? So um, you don't need to take too much. It's just about being smart with what you bring. And that's a lot of the tips that will help you as well. You know? Yeah, exactly. I think it, we, we've kind of, um, you know, we've run quite a lot of these weekends now and, and people tend to love them just because it's just nice just to meet some of your, your fellow Evertrackers and get on a, go on a hike. Yeah. I know um, lots of you in the group, um, you know, especially the high altitude group, um, meet up and go on regular hikes. Obviously, I understand it's a bit different now, um, you know, the last couple of months uh, because of the general situation. But once we're out of this, you know, we're, we're definitely going to be running some um, weekends further afield. Um, I know personally we want to start doing some in Scotland because we've got a lot of customers in Scotland. Um, obviously, the Brecon Beacons is relatively close for most people. Yeah. But I also want to do some in, in like the Peak District, the Lake District. So yeah. you know, if you are watching and um, Brecon Beacons is obviously a considerable way for you, um, you know, we are in the next sort of 12 to 18 months, we want to look at doing some training weekends more closer to home because, uh, yeah. you know, we, we've um, – We've got sort of a lot of experience around the UK, and Brecon Beacons is kind of on our doorstep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the SAS train there, you know. So yeah, exactly, yeah. The SAS train there, you know, it's nearly good enough for us. <laughs> I was going to say it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so going back to Machu Picchu, then I know we we've, we've already answered a lot of questions um, around it, but you know, it is it is an awesome trip. I think the biggest thing around it is. You know, you, you're trekking, but you're also going to visit this, you know, with the Incans, with, uh, where the Incans built this awesome city, if you like. Um, what was it, like two, 3,000 years ago? Yeah. Um, and that's the main sort of reason why people go there. Um, the trekking is obviously the journey to go there, and it's become a little bit more about that. But ultimately, for me, and the reason we've, we, we're doing the Machu Picchu is the cultural aspect to it. Um, you know, on all the trips we do, like Everest, you're walking through Sherpa villages, you're following the footsteps of, you know, Sir Edmund Hillary, George Mallory, you know, famous mountaineers. Um, you know, that that's the draw for that. Kilimanjaro, very different. You know, it's all about the summit. But, you know, a lot of famous people have been up there. Um, when you go into places like Machu Picchu, it's also the, the historical part to it. Um, you know, that's that, that also excites us. And that's very 
unique for us, isn't it, Dave? Because we, we don't really yeah. do a trip like that that goes to a historical destination like that. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the main draw because we were talked about it last week in the Battle of the Treks, you know, and yeah. when you're trying to make up your mind, you know, I think rather than thinking about, you know, how difficult something is, because you can always train the body given enough time. Yeah, yeah. You can't substitute what you get out of the trip. So, yeah. you know, try and understand your own motivation. Like, is Mount Everest the draw for you? Is, yeah. you know, reaching the top of one of the seven summits a draw for you? Yeah. Or is going to this civilization that's, you know, thousands of years old, you know, that has a rich history that is completely yeah. different to anything that we can experience in the UK? Yeah. Um, or anywhere else in the world for that matter. Um, then, you know, Machu Picchu would be on your doorstep. Um, yeah. would be perfect for you because and also our guides that we use as well I should say that they're um they're incredibly knowledgeable so you don't just walk from A to B you'll get taught a lot about the local area you'll get taught a lot about Machu Picchu um, and I think like sometimes you know like a little bit of a knowledge greatly improves the overall experience yeah um, you know like when you go in there I always ask what's that mate and called what's that mate and called how long has that been there <laughs> you know and our guides truly know everything about you know the places that you go in so they'll, they'll you know perhaps we we don't talk about the guides enough you know because they're yeah. such an important and integral part of your trip as well um and every time you finish the trip you feel like they're your new best friend <laughs> yeah. yeah no they are aren't they? they're very at the end of the day they're just they're people like us you know and yeah um although they've they've, they've trekked a lot i mean yeah you talk about yes he was on there he's done kilimanjaro 400 times yeah, well, he, he ran up there and down. Was it nine or 11 hours, something like that? Nine hours. I think nine hours. He ran to the summit of Kilimanjaro and then ran back down. <laughs> I don't think he's too much <laughs> like us. I don't think he's... <laughs> you know, he rode his mountain bike up to the summit of Kili. Yeah, he's done some crazy stuff, doesn't he? And oh. it was up to the day after we did our trek. What yeah. did he do? Yeah, uh, he ran a marathon. A marathon. The day after we just done Kili. Talk about strong mind, strong heart, man. <laughs> you know, like, but, um, yeah, no, he's a legend. But, you know, they, you know, like Yessie, yeah. um, like the other guides that we have in Nepal, like the guys in Machu Picchu, um, part of what they're good at is not just being sort of these incredible physical specimens, you know, it's their knowledge that they're willing to pass on to you. Um, and you can learn as much or as little as you want about it. But, you know, anything you do want to know, they'll be able to help you with. And that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, just to sort of round things up, really. So, obviously, we talked a lot about Machu Picchu today. I mean, if you do have any more questions, do comment. Um, so I know we're coming towards the end of live now. We've been on for like 45 minutes or so already. Wow. Is that how long it's been? Flies by, yeah. Amazing. Flies by. I know, we're always on for about this time. I'm like, wow. Um, but as I said at the beginning, um, you know, we've got a few more days now. If you're interested in coming on Trek with us, it is £10 deposit um, to book on um as i mentioned as well we're super flexible around how you pay for it um in terms of your you know if you want to pay monthly or you know more than more than welcome to pay up front or you can you can pay before you go um so just to let you know that and because we've talked about machu picchu today just to remind you as well that if you do book over the next few days you'll go into the hat um for to win um basically a little trip to rainbow mountain awesome. so if you're keen to do that um obviously everyone that's booked in april to machu picchu will be uh, go into the hat so good luck with that um and yeah dave any any final words mate i know we've uh, we've covered a lot with Machu Picchu today um yeah i think i thought I'd... <laughs> 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 no i think yeah um Machu Picchu i think yeah it's one of those 
I'm glad we focus on it today because it's not something that we've talked a huge amount about. Uh, amount about man, what's happened to me? <laughs> and, um, but it it just like last last week when we talked about you know which was the it's been incredibly popular you know so yeah, we yeah. haven't talked that much about it we've sort of been letting it get on and handle itself but people are booking people are booking people are asking questions yeah. so it was a great opportunity to be able to focus on it and hopefully answer some questions about that like Andy said a lot of the answers cross over to everything else so even yeah. if you are going somewhere else like Killy and Machu Picchu's on your radar um you know it'll apply for Killy and Machu Picchu but um no, yeah, I think it's an amazing cultural, physical experience that you will, um, yeah, it'll set you on your way to uh, bigger and greater things, guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Machu Picchu for us is kind of the start of South American journey. Um, I, I know we alluded to it last week about um, Aconcagua. We're super excited about that. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to make sure that everything's cool before we we, we, we kind of, um, you know, release that. But um, our team who run, um, you know, the treks in Peru, the same team who, um, you know, same guides really that um, actually do Aconcagua. Yeah. Um, is a big team out there. Uh, they've been doing it for a very long time. So, fascinating experience. So, <clears throat> you know, we will be um, announcing that very soon. So, do keep a lookout. But for now, April, um, as I said, £10 deposit. Um, if there's any questions that we haven't covered, do just um, pop them in the comments, email, just pop a little message to us on the uh, the messenger bot and we'll, um, we'll pick those up. Yeah. Uh, or if you're on the website, don't forget to go to the Knowledge Centre because we'll we'll definitely be updating more info yeah. around Peru, around Machu Picchu. Obviously, there's a lot of content on there around Everest, around Kili. Yeah. Uh, as we said, there a lot of it is transferable, um, but there's specifics. You know, we know there's specifics around like arrival, you know, baggage, tips, things like that. So if you do want any of that at all, then just um, pop them in. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we will be releasing more content for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we'll, we'll be back next week. Um, we've got another. Um, I know we, it's quite weird. If you're on our email list, last week we did Battle of the Treks, didn't we, Dave? Yeah. Uh, but I realised our podcast, the Battle of the Treks podcast, didn't get sent until today. <laughs> so, uh, once again, um, yeah, so we will be releasing another podcast episode soon. But yep. if, you are, uh, if you do regularly listen to the Mount Malarkey podcast, Battle of the Treks, which is one we recorded last week, actually got sent to your inbox today. So have a little listen to that. It's, um, it's quite insightful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was good. But uh, all right, yeah, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you uh, again next week um, on Tuesday. Tune in. But uh, yeah, have an awesome week and stay Excellent. safe. Thanks for joining, guys. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mount Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> 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 thanks mate thanks now if, uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um, you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um, and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs>